0: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another episode of Bad Language from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I'm Brian Anthony Davis. I'm the podcast producer here. And the Steelers did not win yesterday. They did not play. It was the bye week. And my goodness, I hate the bye week. I do. Did the Steelers need a week off to rest? Absolutely. But as a fan... I hate it because I'm missing the Steelers. So that kind of just affirms what I'm going to tell you every single time I say, if this team continues to lose games, I'm not going anywhere because I crave them. We might complain. Fans might complain about what they should do, who they should fire, who they shouldn't fire, what they should do as far as the picks next year. The only thing that I'm going to disagree with this. You don't tank. You just do what comes naturally and you take the pick that you want. Now you're rude against the Chicago bears. Chicago bears are public enemy. Number one, if you're a Steeler fan and the bears are playing the Patriots, which they did a couple weeks ago, you want the Patriots to win that game. Then you didn't because they didn't make that trade yet, but now you do. If they play the Ravens, which they're not on the Ravens schedule, or the Browns or the Bengals, I'm not sure who has them on the schedule this year. If anybody, probably nobody has them on the schedule this year. But if they did, you root against a Steeler enemy because you're going to get a higher number two pick. So actually, they have a pretty good schedule coming up that they could lose a lot of these games. And that's kind of what you want if you're going to deal away Chase Claypool, which a lot of people were happy, they were good riddance. I wasn't, I like the guy, but I like the idea of the second round pick even more and the way they were using him. So, you know, I think that's something you could go ahead and take a look at. But let's look at the Bears' remaining schedule, they have three wins right now to six losses. They come up. And they're playing the Detroit Lions next week. Detroit Lions got a huge win, which means that they're no longer the number one seed to get the number one pick. In fact, you know, they slipped down. But the Chicago Bears playing the Detroit Lions. Lions are one of those teams on the verge of putting some stuff together. And they had a big win yesterday. A very big win. Chicago Bears at Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons, November 20th. They're a number one team right now. Then the New York Jets at New York. They just beat the Buffalo Bills. Then you have the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers are tanking, but remember, no, they're not tanking on purpose. They're just tanking. They've lost five straight. And I know this isn't a Bears podcast, but if We got to do this. The Steelers need to know this stuff. So Green Bay at Chicago. Chicago could win that game. Philadelphia at Chicago, December 18th. Wow. By the way, their bye week's December 11th. But December 18th, Philadelphia. Then Buffalo the next week. Then at Detroit, January 1st. Then the Minnesota Vikings at Chicago, the final week of the season. It's a tough schedule for the Bears. That might be a very high number two pick for the Steelers. That would be great. So that's what I'm thinking. You know, in my hopes and dreams, I'm thinking, let's just get a great high number two pick and win as many games as you can for the Steelers and, and see where you pick there. Because I'm not concerned about a high pick right now. A lot of people, Pittsburgh is still at number four right now if the season ended today. A lot of people think it's Jalen Carter. I don't care right now. I do not care. I care about the rest of the season. And the funny thing about that is you could look at the season right now and say bad. Yins know it. Steelers are out of it. in that two and six. And it certainly seems to be that way that the Steelers are completely out of it. I get that. But we've seen this movie before. We've seen two and six, and we've seen two and six turn into eight and eight. We saw zero and four turn into two and six, turning into eight and eight in two thousand thirteen as well as two thousand six. It didn't start out two thousand six. Did not start start out zero and four though, like it did in thirteen. They were a Ryan Suckup field goal away. In 2013 by making the playoffs from making the playoffs and having a lot of momentum. Is this the Steelers team to do that? Probably not. But I'm going to say this if you gave me four wins for the Steelers and said over, under, I'd say over. If you gave me five wins, I might say push or I might say over at six. I think this team is going to go at worst, and I'm not kidding, at worst, three and six. Some people think they could go six and three, and that's going to really upset a lot of people that want that high draft pick. There's people dreaming of that number one overall draft pick and haven't seen it very often. We saw it in. 1970 with Terry Bradshaw have not seen it since. Steelers don't pick that high. In my history of being a fan, 1989 was the highest they picked. They had a seventh rounder and they had a a 24th rounder. Then they had the 34th round pick. So they had three of the top 34 picks. Tim Worley looked like he was going to be a good pick. And then he ended up, you know, getting into some extracurricular pharmaceutical activity. He's put his whole life together. I believe he's a preacher now and doing very well down in Georgia. Then there's the Tom Ricketts pick that did not work out on the offensive line. But that number 34 pick was surely very good. It was Carnell Lake. They did well with that pick there. All I'm saying right now is that number two pick is going to be fun to have, but let's worry about that number one, number two pick who it's going to be. Let's worry about that in January and talk about it ad nauseum all the way up until draft day, but we're still going to go ahead and look at how the Bears are doing and root against them. Like I said, your two favorite teams right now, are the Pittsburgh Steelers. And with them not really in the division hunt, anybody playing the Chicago Bears. That's kind of the stance that I'm taking. Now, the Steelers are at the fork in the NFL road right now. Which fork are they going to take? By trading for William Jackson the Third, it kind of makes you think that They're doing everything they can to win as many games as possible. There's some of them hoping to make the playoffs. And then there's the fork that is saying, hmm, have them lose all the games. That'd be great. Get the highest pick as possible. You don't want that either. That high pick's great. But if they lose the rest of those games, then that kind of proves that there's going to be uncertainty surrounding the selection of Kenny Pickett last year. This is what you want. If you're a Steelers fan right now, hear me out. Don't worry about the draft pick. You're still going to have a pretty good draft pick regardless of what happens, unless by some miracle, They eke into the playoffs, get super hot, shock the world, shock me, shock Thanos. I don't even know why I brought up Thanos. All I'm saying is that happens and they get the number 32 pick, then, okay, you've won the Super Bowl and you're not having a high pick, but you don't care if that team wins the Super Bowl. You're fine with that 32 pick, but this team does need a lot of help. And we know that's not going to happen. We know that actually... Something about, I want to bring this up because a lot of people don't realize this. If you win the Super Bowl this year, you're going to have the number 31 pick because the Miami Dolphins have forfeited their pick. Those sanctions against them, they don't have a number one pick. So for that Bears pick, say the Bears lose the rest of their games and they end up with the number one overall pick then the steelers are picking at 32. That's a possibility. I no, that's not going to happen either. I don't think the bears are that bad. Gosh, Justin Fields is turning into the real deal, isn't he? It's pretty wild stuff. But the fork in the road is important here. Because what do you want to see? And this is all your fandom. We have no control over this. I guarantee you that the front office is not tanking. I guarantee you, I will guarantee you, the, the players aren't. They don't want to lose their jobs. You've heard me say that a lot. You know Mike Tomlin's not doing it. You know Brian Flores definitely isn't going to do it, even though he doesn't have the pull to do it or not, because <laughs> he's had that problem. That's his big beef with the Miami Dolphins, you know? So where do they go from here? If they end up winning five out of their next four games, they would end up seven and ten. Not good enough for the playoffs. Gives you a middle of the road pick. What you're picking around 15, 16, 17 there, maybe. That's not good. But who cares? Because then if Kenny Pickett leaves leads you to five wins in the next nine, you know, you've got that guy unequivocally, unequivocably, excuse me. Then, you know, that's kind of where the fork in the road is right now. And there's a lot of people saying, you know, hindsight's 2020. Those who loved Kenny Pickett. Oh, I told you, I told you bad. I told you they should have uh, went with someone else and that just like nobody's really complaining about Creed Humphrey until Pat Fryermuth gets 8,000 concussions in his first two seasons. Some people are complaining about the Creed Humphrey pick, but it drives me crazy when you keep bringing it up. Should I pick this guy? You don't know. They thought they had a plan. They thought the Kendrick Green plan was going to work. If the Kendrick Green plan works, nobody's talking about Creed Humphrey. Did not work though. That's the thing. (laughs) Drafting is best intentions. But when the Steelers picked Kenny Pickett, Kenneth Shane Pickett, they thought he was going to be the future. They thought he was going to be the future over Malik Willis. And last week you started hearing, ah, Malik Willis looks good. Bad, they should have went with Malik. They made that mistake bad. Well, I'm going to tell you that. I'll tell you right now, after last night's game against the Kansas city chiefs, I'm glad they didn't pick Malik Willis. Kenny Pickett's upside is so much better. There was no, there was no throwing the football. Malik Willis was terrible in that game. They blew that game. If Malik Willis could complete, I don't think I saw him complete a pass in the second half. And if he did, it was one or two small ones Malik Willis was terrible yesterday and there was there was no hope for that team you knew Kansas City was just going to win that Kansas City could have lost the the overtime toss and I would have been like eh don't worry about it really seriously what Tennessee, what I would have done if I was Mike Vrabel in that game yesterday, I would have onside kicked it when Kansas city won the right to receive, I would have onside surprise onside and then hope you could find a way to get into field goal range because without Ryan Tannehill, the Malik Willis experiment is not going to work because he's not, Kenny Pickett's running better. He's having better running opportunities than Malik Willis. Malik Willis has had signs of brilliance, yeah. That first game, yeah. But all I'm saying is, nah, he's not that good right now. Maybe he will get better. But I'm taking Kenny Pickett at this point. What about the rest of the fork in the road? What about going forward? Can How can this team possibly, the Steelers, how could they possibly... Win games to make us proud to be Steeler fans. That's not their goal, but I guess that's what we want right now. We're going to talk about that more when we come back on the bye week edition of Bad Language. Thank goodness the bye week is over. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
2: See website for details. Ain't the worst looking man you've ever seen.
0: And there I am on the subway train. Girls Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I am Brian Anthony Davis. You know me as Bad. Hence, Bad Language, the name of this show. It was originally the Steelers sermon that lasted one week. Oh, gosh, that was a bad idea. That's like, you know, that bad professional wrestling idea that we're like, all right, we're going to make. We're going to make Diesel or Kevin Nash. We're going to make him. Oz, the great Oz, and dress him up in green. Yeah, WCW did that. Or we're going to make Kane before he's Kane. We're going to make him be Dr. Isaac Yankum, DDS. (laughs) What a horrible idea. Gosh, the WWE back in the day. When it was the WWF, those gimmicks were hilarious. I'm surely glad Vince McMahon is not running the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's not running WWE anymore. After you got in some hot water, hot water. So it's bad. And make sure that you check out BTSC for all of your Pittsburgh Steeler needs. Lots of great shows over the weekend. You had a double dip of the guys from We Run the North, Kevin Tate and the crew. Yes. Be Dirt and Pay along with Kevin. Lots of great stuff there. Absolutely. That's a great show. So the double dip was they got a chance to do the Q&A. There was no post-game show yesterday, so when there's no post-game show, we do a QA. and a And those guys hosted it for the first time. And why? Because their show was always on Sundays during the off-season, so you weren't going to make them go back-to-back. So now they had an opportunity to do it. Great job, fellas. Excellent show. Go back and check that out. Also, go back and check out Let's Ride. It's the flagship show here at BTSC for the audio only podcasts. It's a great show. Jeff Hartman had one this morning. You're listening to BL right now. That's bad language. Later on, I'm back. I'm with Shannon and Tony. And we are going to do the hangover. We're still hungover from last week, I think. Shannon doesn't drink, but we're a football hungover. I barely drink either. Don't know what Tony does in his free time. He might not, but I'd love to party with Tony. Actually, a Shannon party would be fun, too. Then tomorrow, check out the Scobro show's tomorrow night. It's Rich, and it's Dave. Rich is the big brother. Dave is the little brother. But you notice little brother's the alpha male there, the alpha dog on that show. Great show. Check that out tomorrow night. But before that, you're going to get another episode of The Fix at noon. And before that, at 5 a.m., it's from the cutting room floor. It's GB Jeffrey Benedict before Jeremy Betts and Andrew Wilbar jump on in with their version of The Fix. So what are we doing here for the rest of this show? Is there a reason to continue to tune in now? This is the second half. This is where I keep us accountable for everything that is going on as far as all of our predictions can't do that right now i cannot do that because there's no game but so i'm trying to think outside the bun a little bit here and we've talked a little bit about the chase claypool trade and not only chase we talked about the trade that was with the washington commanders i'm still not used to saying that i gotta get You got a little bit more, I think, but that trade that brought William Jackson, the third to Pittsburgh. And there was something really interesting about that. Ron Rivera, the head coach there guy that I respect a whole heck of a lot said, Hey, that guy's a true man corner. Didn't work here. Almost like chase Claypool was saying, look, I'm not a slot guy and I do not begrudge. I love my time in Pittsburgh. The slot thing didn't work. So you'll have a chance to see a little bit more of what what I can do here in Chicago. Of course you're going to say that. Chase isn't going to come in and say, I'm going to suck because I'm just not a good receiver. No, he's not going to say that. Scepter's not going to say that. So with that being said, there's new life for both of these guys. Steelers get a higher pick than what they spent on Chase Claypool. You know, they only spent Number forty-nine overall. I've always, I have always looked at Chase Claypool as a number one pick, even though he wasn't. But he was the number one, the first pick of the Steelers that year because Minka Fitzpatrick, that trade, took away the number one pick for the first time since nineteen sixty-seven, I believe it was. So I always felt like he was a number one pick. He was not, but they do have a higher pick, and it's very rarely that you get a higher pick for what you spend on a guy. Now they got a higher pick for Antonio Brown. And the reason they got a higher pick for Antonio Brown is because he became a superstar. They only got a three and a five and people are like, well, that's the weird trademark. They only got a three and a five bad. You know, they, they could have gotten, they should have gotten more. No man. They were lucky to get a three and a five. Because twenty four hours, not twenty four, maybe forty eight hours, before that that trade was made. On that Thursday night, it looked like they were going to get the ninth overall pick from the Buffalo Bills. That ended up being Oliver, Oliver Vernon, or no, that's Olivia Vernon. No, um, Oliver, the uh, nose tackle. Now, I, I why can't I remember that guy's name? Isn't that frustrating when you can't remember a guy's name? But, you know, the Buffalo Bills, I think his name was Oliver. It um, doesn't really matter. That's who they ended up. They were going to trade over the Steelers. And guess who shut it down? A.B. tanked that one. He was like, I'm not, I'm not going there. And then they, they gave up. They're like, all right, if he's not going to come here, and boy, was he stupid. Boy, was he dumb. Because the writing was on the wall for how very good that could have been. By the way, it was Ed Oliver. He's their left defensive tackle. Yeah, I cheated. I looked it up. I own that. Man, Antonio Brown should have went there. Yeah, they could have. they would have gotten a number one. They would have gotten a very high pick out of A.B., and then, if that happens, well, they're not trading up at that point for Devin Bush. Then they've got the 9 and the 20. They're definitely getting Devin Bush at 9. They're taking somebody else at, at 20, you know. Who's that going to be? At that point, it could, I mean, could have been Noah Fant, which... They like that big tight end. That would have, eh, he hasn't really done as much as you would have hoped he would have done. So you just never know. I'm still happy with the Minka trade. That's all I'm going to say about that. But what I'm doing here now is I want to talk about this trade. And what happened with this trade? What is your perception of it? Because I thought people would have been absolutely elated to find out that the Steelers actually got a number two pick out of them out of anybody. We had a chance to crown our dude of the week. Yeah. Our dude of the week was definitely Omar Khan. And the reason it's Omar Khan is because that's such a good, I mean, my gosh, he created a market. He created a little bidding war between the Packers. And the Bears, which is not hard to do, they're rivals. And when that happened, they got the two that nobody thought they could. I was shocked. I don't think they could get a two. Really? I, Not at all. I didn't. So I thought they exceeded expectations. So we were asked to grade these. Jeff Hartman, He came up with the idea because, you know, we do the the picks every week. We couldn't do the picks because there's no game to pick. So we did this. Good job on Jeff for that. His grade for Claypool was an A. His grade for William Jackson, the third was a B. Schofield gave both. This is Dave Schofield gave them both B's. His, uh, what he thought was, I just hope Jackson plays to a level where the Steelers have to consider keeping him if that's the case. And I believe we can feel they knocked it out of the park. I gave him both A's. Why did I give them both A's on this pick? But bad. William Jackson, the third in that he, he, you know, he he's 30 years old. He hasn't played well. He's, he's on different teams now. I mean, he's, he's a shell of his former self in that. Is that what you think? Well, it's fine. This is all risk. No reward, right? Is that what you're saying? No, no, it's the opposite of that. It is no risk, all reward. If you end up with William Jackson, the third having to go ahead and pay him 13 some million dollars next year because he's awesome. Bargain if he stinks, you've given up a conditional seventh round, sixth round pick, but you got a seventh round pick back in 2025. We always joked about kicking the can down the road with salaries, you kicked draft compensation down the road, and it's hardly anything. One of their number seven picks this year was Chris Oladokun. He's not with the team anymore. Dave Schofield always says that, hey, your seventh round pick, it's just an undrafted free agent that you don't want to bid for. And I loved his assessment. They're like the Steelers pick Kenny Pickett at number one. These other quarterbacks that are out there, they're not going to go to the Steelers because they know it's not going to be likely for them to make the team. So they forced Chris Olodokun to sign with them. Chris wasn't going to sign with the Steelers. That would have been a dumb move. Unless the Steelers were the only ones calling, but you know, at that position, they're not. Because these undrafted free agents, they're eight and nine round draft picks. If you still had it back in 1992, you still had 12 rounds. Before they changed in 1993. So I don't understand anybody giving it less than an A. Because if he stinks, you made, you called your shot, you tried it, it didn't work. If he's great, it's gravy. And gravy's good. Gravy's really good. KT Smith said Claypool grade is an A. Jackson three, a C. I don't agree with a C, but. I very rarely disagree with KT Smith. He is the one guy that, he's like the EF Hutton. If you remember EF Hutton from back in the day, that commercial when EF Hutton talks, people listen. When KT Smith talks, people listen. Jeffrey Benedict. I'm a little confused on this, uh, unless he changed it. Um, He gave them both B's. I thought Jeffrey was going to give them an F, but they did. It. He didn't. So, what Jeffrey says is Steelers got a good return for Chase Claypool. That's good, but he just doesn't like the trade. His best games were with Deontay Johnson out, and he makes a lot of sense. I love what he says here. So, I'm good with him going B on that. Big Bros go A minus and a C plus for Jackson. Claypool A for Shannon White. C with Jackson third. I I, I don't get it. You guys aren't seeing the force from the trees on this. You're still not killing the trade. Um, Jeremy Betts, give it a B minus. Jackson, Claypool A. He would have rather Seattle, Sidney Jones, who just got Well, he wasn't cut then. But now he's a Las Vegas Raider, it looks like, if he passes the physical. Bradley Locker A minus, Jackson three B, Kyle Christ from what Ian's talking about, he's just doing pass fail. Giving him a pass gra- passing grade for both of them. Anthony Defio, tone deaf A and a Jackson three grade C I'm gonna yell at Tony, and I'm gonna yell at Shannon for their low grades. Of the Jackson, the third trade, and I'm going to make a bet with them that they need to go ahead and praise that deal when it ends up being pretty good, you know, but don't judge this. Don't judge this whole thing based on the first couple of games. Give them time. The Kelo Witherspoon was a lot better at the end of last season than he was at the very beginning. I know you had to bring in somebody just to replace him. I get that. But no, I I don't. I still think that was a decent trade. But you don't give anything up. You got a free player here. That's all I'm saying. But the bottom line is, what are they going to do with these players? You need Kenny Pickett, if you're the Steelers, to show some huge growth. He needs to get some wins. I think he needs four wins. He has one official win. And the official win is against the Tampa Bay Bucks. But it's hard to give him that win. And the reason it's hard to give him that win is he got hurt and Trubisky did a lot of the work. Baseball kind of understands it with the relievers a little bit better than Pittsburgh does on the quarterback side, Um, not Pittsburgh, excuse me, the National Football League, but Kenny Pickett, if he can get some wins, going into 2023, feeling that this guy's on the upside, that's going to make all the difference in the world. You now have an opportunity to possibly get three of the top 40 picks next year. I hope it's a little less than that. I hope the Steelers win some games and and hurt their draft standing because I'm just not giving up on the season. I don't expect them to do anything, but now you want to see growth. You want to six or seven wins. You got to feel that that's a victory in the second half. They can go over 500 in the second half. Then they're at seven wins at the least. And what does that do for you? That sets it up because remember Steelers won a few games at the end of 2003. They don't win that final game, but they won two or three straight before that. in Dece- They did very well in December. I suppose I should look that up because I talk about 1988 and 2003 and 1986 all the time. And of course, 2003 gave you Ben Roethlisberger. 1986, what did that give you? It gave you rod woodson in 1997. so that's now 1988 didn't work but they won three other out, out of their last four and what happened troy aikman nope sorry barry sanders nope sorry no barry sanders now no deon sanders <laughs> could have you managed manage <laughs> manage. well could have chuck knoll managed Deion Sanders and Rod Woodson in the defensive backfield. That would have been amazing. Though. Absolutely amazing. But, you know, the uh, 2003 Pittsburgh Steelers, they ended up getting their guy. But if they win more, maybe they don't get him. You know? Maybe that happens that they end up with, what was it, Shane Andrews? Who Cower wanted? Yeah, a lot of people always talk about how Mike Tomlin doesn't want to draft. Bill Cowher wanted a different guy. DMR made sure of it that they got Ben. He was still having flashbacks to the screw-up that was Dan Marino. But they ended up they ended up winning two out of their last four. And in fact, that team was so bad at the beginning. They won game one. They won game three. They were two and one at one point. Next thing you know, they're two and six. They beat the Cardinals in the game I was at. They beat the Cardinals to go to three and six. Then they... En- Eventually go six and 10, but they won three out of their last, three out of their last seven is what happened. And that kind of screwed them up a little bit there or four out of their last. No, they won four out of their last eight after going two and six. So they could have been picking a whole lot higher, but it doesn't matter. Had Ben Roethlisberger. That's great. The Steelers, the year after they drafted Ben Ro- the year they drafted Ben Roethlisberger, won 15 and one. And that makes it all the more yummy. And I swear I'm never going to use that. I, I need to go wash my mouth out with soap by saying that 15-1's yummy. I mean, that's terrible. Brian, don't ever do that again. I'll apologize for that. But for everything else, no. This has been Brian Anthony Davis. This has been Bad Language. And as always, I love you guys, but I ain't apologizing for nothing.